Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. All right, so some people were worried yesterday that we had forgotten about Toby Leary. Au contraire, Toby was actually very, very busy yesterday. And uh, for people who missed it on Twitter, he was making his opinion clear. And Toby, you were kind of making waves. Give people a rundown of what happened yesterday and uh, how you were voicing your opposition to what you really think is the Democrats in this state's uh, never-ending appetite for gun control. Yeah, thank you, Grace. Um, It was four hours and 15 minutes of testimony yesterday that was given um, by both sides of the argument, those in staunch favor of gun control and restricting your constitutional rights, and those who were in opposition to it. And also there was, I think, 56 gun control bills before the state yesterday that a lot of them were presented at the beginning of the legislative session last year before this omnibus bill um, now known as H4139 that got passed uh, last month. But nevertheless, this proves what I've been saying is that they have an insatiable appetite for gun control. And what's really coming into sharp focus, Grace, is The fact that, you know, years ago it used to be no one's coming for your gun. No one is looking to take your guns away or take your Second Amendment away. They've done the death by a thousand cut method for the last 40 years and got away with it because of the um, there was no good um, Second Amendment ruling from SCOTUS from the Supreme Court of the United States that gave the lower courts the paint-by-number example of how to rule on gun cases. So Heller was the last big um, Second Amendment ruling before Bruin, and they never really gave that issue to the lower courts or that information to the lower courts. So it was still the wild, wild west. You'd have a lot of uh, federal courts and appellate courts that were upholding unconstitutional gun control because they weren't given this Uh, information from the Supreme Court. Well, all that changed with Bruin. However, so now they've been told the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. You can't treat it any differently than the First Amendment. What's ironic about that, Grace, is, um, you know, there was was at one point a state that imposed a poll tax. It was a $1.50 poll tax to go vote. Uh, So it would pay for the administration of the polling place and the ballots and the everything else. They had a good justification of it, but the Supreme Court of the United States struck it down saying it's unconstitutional to charge a fee or sell a license or a permit for a constitutionally protected right, like the right to vote. So interestingly enough, they they never brought it back, right? That's been dead since that the Supreme Court ruled on it. 
Well, there's been numerous, in, in my account, five Supreme Court rulings that have literally struck down most of modern gun control, if not all of it. And yet the legislatures in states like California, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Oregon, Washington, have thumbed their nose at the Supreme Court and continued to pass unconstitutional laws. And so until they are really held accountable, and that was all of my testimony was about yesterday, was to put them on notice that they are in direct violation of the Constitution because they don't have the constitutional authority to pass these laws that they are proposing. They don't even bring the discussion up like, hey, maybe we should look at the constitutionality of what we're doing. There was someone who actually mentioned it like, well, we could wait and see how the courts rule on this issue. But on a broad level, they don't sit there and say, I wonder if what we're doing is constitutional. And they treat the Second Amendment with such disdain, Grace, that no one is proposing to do what they do with the Second Amendment to any other enumerated right. They don't sell a license for the right to not incriminate yourself or to make sure that they don't kick your door in at night and violate the Fourth Amendment against illegal searches and seizures. They don't sell a license so that you can go attend whatever house of worship you want to go to on Sunday. They don't charge a fee or sell a license or do a background check or get you fingerprinted and photographed to, if you're going to make a public speech or hold a protest or peacefully assemble. And yet the Second Amendment has been treated like uh, no other enumerated right. And all that has been brought to an end with the Bruin decision. So that was what I brought up yesterday was, guys, you're in violation of U.S. Code Title 18, Section 242, which is a serious, serious offense. And what it, what it gets to is the deprivation of right under the color of law. So any official in their official capacity that violates your right to keep and bear arms or your right to go vote or your right to free speech or your right to peacefully assemble can be charged with something as small as a fine and a jail sentence all the way up to the death penalty, Grace, if it results in a person's death. So in other words, if by them depriving you of your right to keep and bear arms results in you getting murdered, they could be facing the death penalty for doing what they do, are trying to do uh, under the color of law. And no one seems to care or think about that. And they raise their right hand and, and uh, swear to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And then they all just, you know, <laughs> go in there and, and want to restrict your right to keep and bear arms. It's un- unbelievable. And so that, there was a lot of good testimony. Uh, along those lines yesterday, but I kind of took a little different approach. I don't want to sit there and debate the nuance of assault weapon and high-powered rifle and magazine capacity and semi-automatic and detachable magazine and vertical foregrip. That's all irrelevant. It's all protected under the Second Amendment. What's more important is to show how they are violating your constitutional rights. So that's what I what I was all about yesterday. Yeah, Toby, I, I noticed that, and I noticed that strategy. I thought it was a good one. But I will say this. 
you just mentioned all of those things, uh, detachable, you know, all, all the different aspects of, of guns. And I almost do wish that you could have talked a little bit more about that. I know you didn't have a lot of time only because when I looked at what, these hearings, right? So you have Toby Leary, he's gun store owner. You have, as far as people who are opposing these uh, proposed laws, you have a lot of cops that agree with you, a lot of uh, police officers who are on your side. You have people who use these guns every day, lawful gun owners who are very... Um, privy to the different nuances of certain guns, certain weapons. And then you have a lot of these politicians who feel very strongly about this issue, but who don't have a lot of knowledge on it. And and did you get that sense at all when you were talking to people or when you were hearing the other side that even though these are people who want to make a lot of decisions about what you do with your guns, they don't have a lot of the basic facts when it comes to weapons? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The, the people who make gun laws have zero clue about weapons. And uh, that is, that's a double-sided coin, if you will, because on one side, they're protected arms. And Heller said that any gun that is in common and ordinary use, the gun that the people want, you can't ban. So to even enter down that, that road with them about muzzle brakes and flash hiders and bayonet lugs and pistol grips and collapsible folding stocks and handguards is stupid because it's all irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. On the other hand, you're 100% right that they don't understand the basic function of firearms as evidenced yesterday. But what was more scary to me was after explaining to them how they are depriving people of their rights. I heard questions like, oh, so we, are, we have a lot of common ground on that. So really, we're not trying to do anything that's unconstitutional. We're not trying to take away your right. It's like, wait a minute, what? What did you just say? Because <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing while you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth, trying to tell me you're not doing it. You can't, you know, the saying that you can't... Uh, on someone's leg and tell them it's raining outside. That's exactly what they were doing all day yesterday was, oh, we, we have common ground, Grace. Uh, you know, this, we, we believe the same way as you. We're not trying to take anyone's guns away. Uh, yeah, you're exactly advocating a categorical ban on an entire segment of gun ownership. That would be like them telling you that you can't use the Internet anymore. You can't use radio waves in, in your First Amendment uh, rights. You have to go back to a quill pen and parchment paper. That's exactly what they're advocating for. Yeah. And you know what, Toby, it's funny because I talk to you every week at this time. And sometimes Toby can attest to this. If there's a particular story or if I have a question, I'll call Toby off air and ask him about it. And as much as I've learned from talking to you, I, I'd be the first one to admit when you come on and you take these questions from people, this is an entire world of, you know, information that I don't have all the answers to by any means. And so I would never think to lecture you or any of the people that call into this show about the Second Amendment, but that's what's happening here. You have a lot of people who never took the time or never cared enough to really learn about this culture, and that's what it is. There, there's a culture here where people, they they respect the Constitution, they, they want to carry a weapon, they want to protect their families, and you can disagree with them, but I think at the bare minimum, you should try to understand that world and, and all of the details surrounding it. And so you get people who show up and they want to kind of get on their soapbox, but then when they're met with someone like Toby who does this every 
every single day and lives and breathes this stuff, they really, you can see that it's a battle of wits that they're not prepared to fight. Um, Toby, we will continue to talk about this and we'll take people's calls. We already have a lot of texts coming in, but I always give priority to the callers. It's 844-500-4242. So get on the lines now. Wanted to let everybody know that the real estate market can be very uncertain, you know, all the time, but especially right now with everything going on in the world. And if you're someone who's trying to make a move, you're trying to sell your house, trying to buy a new house, you can feel a little uneasy and you can maybe not know exactly which way you want to go. And the answer, though, is right in front of you. The answer is very simple. You want to get the most money for your real estate. And the way to do that is to choose an auction to auction your real estate. This is a really good option for people. I'm shocked people don't do it more, especially since I've been learning more about auctions and how they work. And if you are thinking about using this or going with this uh, tactic, then you need to call Charlie Gill. You need to use JJ Manning auctioneers because they are the best in the business. Dozens of my listeners have already taken charge and they've sold their real estate with in a JJ Manning auction because with JJ Manning, you're with the experts. They're a 47-year firm. They have over 16,000 auctions under their belt. There's no distress. There's so many benefits to going this way. I'm talking about you sell contingency free. That's a huge one. The buyer pays all the commissions. You set the terms. So basically, all of those stress factors that are typically involved in selling your real estate are gone. Just poof, disappeared. You don't have to worry about it. So you want to hire the bidding war experts. J.J. Manning uses a 30-30 marketing plan. So that's 30 days of marketing and 30 days to close. There's no haggling. There's no changing of the deal. And if you want to learn more, because you don't have to take my word for it, you can call them, you can talk to them, they'll walk you through it. If you want to get your property sold, contact Charlie Gill. It's 800-521-0111, or you can go to jjmanning.com. That's 800-521-0111, or go to jjmanning.com. We will be right back with your calls for Toby Leary. This is The Grace Curley Show. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. We got Toby Leary on the lines. But before we get to that, just a couple of quick reminders. Number one, you can check out my column at The Daily Mail, thedailymail.com. I've tweeted it out. It's a, it's a column about the Biden family and how they decided to scrap the stockings this year. There's more than meets the eye with that uh aesthetic choice that they made. So you can check that out at the Daily Mail. And you can also go to GraceCurleyShow.com and get Howie's book, Paperboy. It's signed. We're giving you free shipping. This is the perfect Christmas gift. So go to HowieCarshow.com. And also you can vote in our poll question. Now we've got two big names in snow removal, GMC and Fisher. Get both at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher, and Hudson Mass. Tux Trucks can build a GMC Fisher plow combination that will easily move more snow for you. Talk with a sales consultant at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is, has the uptick in retail crime affected your in-store shopping habits? I'm going to say yes. 53% say it has not changed their habits. 32% say they do more online shopping. 
and 15% say they will only do online shopping now. All right. Thank you very much. Toby, I'm going to go to the callers here. We got a lot of people on the lines. Let's start off with Bob. You're first up with Toby. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, I'd like to point out if the legislatures uh, or the legislators are violating our rights to the Second Amendment, that until we sue them individually for doing that, they're just going to continue to pass laws that uh, leave us at the mercy of the courts. And unless we go after them, this fighting with the state and, you know, that their laws are uh, unconstitutional is going to continue forever and we're all going to be suffering. I hear you, Bob, and I want to find out a way to do that because federally under the Constitution, uh, legislators can't be sued for making law. And statewide, they pass a law that says they can't be sued for passing laws. However, as I mentioned before, Title 18 U.S. Code Section 242 says that whoever, under color of any law, statute, ordinance, or regulation or custom, willfully subjects any person in any state to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured by the Constitution or laws of the United States shall be fined or imprisoned. And you can read the sliding scale of fines and imprisonment all the way up to the, including the death penalty for deprivation of rights under the color of law. The thing is, I've never heard of it happening. Maybe it has. Uh, maybe that's a good thing to ask ChatGBT and uh, find a lawyer that specializes it. But um, I honestly don't know how to do that. And uh, because they are very um, good at, at, you know, protecting themselves and the constitution protects them to a certain extent, because if you think about it, they'd be sued by whatever special interest group that they immediately violate the, you know, violate them over whatever law they pass Um, somewhere out there. You're, you're going to step on someone's toes. So I understand the sentiment behind it, but once they have deprived you of your right, they've crossed that line, in my opinion. I'm no legal expert, but I'd love to figure out a way to do it. Thank you very much, Bob, for that comment. Um, let's go to Charlie. you got about a minute and a half here, Toby. Go ahead, Charlie. Hi, Toby. Great. Uh, Toby, I want to thank you for all the hard work that you do uh, um, regarding the gun rights issue. Uh, yesterday was a a big day, both in Massachusetts, but also at the federal level, there was a big Senate hearing. And Senator Cruz and Senator Kennedy had a you know, pretty uh, involved time um, at that. It was kind of interesting listening to them. But um, one of the things uh, that I picked up a long time ago in, in regards to liberals and Democrats is um, no matter what the issue, um, they're incapable of admitting that they're wrong. No matter how much information they're slammed with, repeatedly proven that they're wrong, they're incapable of admitting it, um, that they do anything wrong, any of their ilk do anything wrong. Toby, did you find that yesterday when you were testifying? Yeah, I did. I feel like they they literally sit in their ivory towers. And at one point, Jim Wallace from Gun Owners Action League was talking about the um, fact that back in 1998, there was two and a half million gun owners in the state of Massachusetts when they passed the last omnibus uh, gun ban and, you know, gun control ban. 
and now there's 600,000. So there's about a third of legal gun owners in the state of Massachusetts. But guess what? Gun crime or crime with a gun has gone up 111%, Grace, with a third of the amount of legal gun owners. All he was trying to point out was that even though there's less gun owners in the state of Massachusetts, gun crime has still gone up 111%. We can continue this conversation, Toby, on the other side. Get on the lines now. It's 844-500-4242. Toby, when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. You know, Toby, I should let people know that we still have some LTC classes on our website for a really great deal. This was a cheap bastard deal. People can still get this now for Cape Gunworks. Toby, can you give people who are tuning in right now who are obviously you know, interested in guns and, and maybe classes, um, give them a little uh, summary of what they're going to get with this deal? Yeah, that's a great um, suggestion, Grace, especially with the holidays upon us. You know, the, the, given the gift of the Second Amendment, uh, obviously the mass legislature doesn't see it as a right. It's more of a privilege in their eyes. But nevertheless, you have to take a class right now in this state to, in order to obtain a gun and exercise your right to keep and bear arms. Um, so you can go over to the um, Howie Car Show uh, shop and, and click on the cheap bastard deal. So it's n- normally a $99 deal and you get it for 50 bucks. Uh, for a limited time. Um, so give it as gift, take it. For those who've been putting it off for years, now is the best time to do it. Um, and, you know, you might as well do it while it, while you can. With this huge looming omnibus bill coming, uh, they're going to make it a whole lot harder to do it. So it's never going to be as easy as it is right now in this state if this big uh, bill, H4139, passes. They're going to add a whole lot of cost and requirements and time to this, uh, to exercising your, your constitutional rights. So um, head over to howiecarshow.com and, and click on that so you can take advantage of it and give it away to everyone in your family too. Absolutely. There's only a couple left. So if you want that, go to howiecarshow.com, click on store it, grab those while they're still there. Like Toby said, we're getting close to Christmas. I think they're going to go pretty quick. Um, let's go to the callers here. Jack, you are next up with Toby Leary. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Hey, good afternoon, Toby. Uh, quick question for you. I'm a mass resident, but I spend probably mm-hmm. five nights a week at a house I have up in Vermont. Can I, can I yeah. purchase a firearm up in Vermont and just not take it to mass? Uh, you can purchase, well, yes, actually you can. If you have a house, if you own a house in Vermont, um, you can purchase any gun uh, you want there So, um, and just leave it in Vermont. Or um, you can, for those who don't have real estate, you can actually buy a, a long gun, a rifle or a shotgun. You can't buy handguns across state lines unless you own property there. Um, but you can buy a long gun, like a rifle and shotgun, and uh, just make sure it's mass compliant if you're going to bring it back. Um, you can also carry a gun in Vermont. They are the original constitutional carry state. When I first got licensed uh, about 30 years ago, they were the only state in the country that was a constitutional carry state. You didn't need any special license 
or privilege given by government in order to exercise your right. And now there's 28, I believe, throughout the country. So that's good. Um, hopefully more will continue on that trend. All right. Paul, though, Thank you, Jack. Uh, let's go to Stephen. You're up next with Toby Leary. Go ahead, Stephen. Yes, I things seem to be getting more and more dangerous. Um, the state of Massachusetts, they keep letting all these violent criminals walk free. Um, criminals, they can have guns illegally, and they get arrested with an illegal gun, and they get probation. But good, hardworking, decent people, they won't allow them to have guns so they can protect themselves and their family from criminals, violent, dangerous criminals, rapists, murderers, get to walk free. And a decent, hardworking human being, they want to deny the right to protect themselves from the criminals they let walk free. It's it's total insanity. And any and any person that has children should have a gun in their house. With as dangerous as things are now, every homeowner should have the right to have a gun in their house without a permit, mm. without anything. I mean, I wish people would put like a petition and pass a law that says you own you own a house. You have a right to have a gun in your house. What do you, what do you think, Toby? Your family from all these dangerous criminals they lock, walk free. Yeah. I think it's a little more complicated than that, but you're, you're right, Stephen. It, uh, the, the way it's been you know, put out there is we walk a minefield of laws that even police don't understand uh, and as gun owners, hoping not to run afoul of them and become a prohibited person by you know, stepping on the wrong, uh, in the wrong area with a gun and running afoul of the myriad of complex laws that are in this state and uh, ending up becoming a prohibited person. So um, I think you're a hundred percent right. You really touch on something uh, so powerful and that is the right to keep and bear arms, whether it's in the house or outside the house is incumbent upon every person who really wants to protect themselves. Uh, 72% of all gun owners out there actually uh, have a gun for personal protection. So it's, it's, you know, in the forefront of everybody's mind, but yet it seems like every chance the legislature gets, they're figuring out another way to paint us into a corner so that we can run afoul of some arbitrary law, a victimless law that they create uh, where there's no victim. It's just a, it's a, you know, a regulation that we violate and now all of a sudden we have to surrender our right to keep and bear arms. There's no other right that are so hanging by a thread like that. And uh, I, I think you're 100% right that people need to take their own personal responsibility very, very seriously in this day and age. And, uh, you know, train and arm themselves with whatever they're going to use. It doesn't always have to be a gun. But get trained and, and realize there's no one riding over the hill to, to save you. All right. Thank you to that last caller. Let's go to Harry. You're up next with Toby Leary. Go ahead, Harry. How are you doing, Toby? Uh, I just wanted to know what the requirements are to have a Class 3 license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what he's talking about is um, there's something in this state called a green card. It's not what you think, um, but it's called a machine gun license. Uh, you don't need this license if you want to have a short-barreled rifle 
or a short-barreled shotgun or an AOW, um, which is a, any other weapon. These are all NFA items. Suppressors or silencers are completely banned, so it's irrelevant. Um, but machine guns have a specific license. We're one of the only states in the country that actually does this. So even after you're, uh, you've been vetted, you got your license to carry, if you want to own a machine gun, which is legal to do um, in most states, I think there's a couple states that outright ban it, um, then you've got to get a machine gun license. So you've got to go through the same process that you did for the license to carry with a few extra steps. One is you have to show that you're a bona fide collector of firearms, Harry. How you do that is you get your uh, Type 3 FFL, and that's your Curio and Relics license from the federal government. So you get it from uh, the ATF. They, they, it's pretty easy to get. And once you have that DNR license, the Curio and Relics license, it's a Type 3 federal firearms license for collecting purposes. Then you can prove that you're a bona fide collector of firearms to the local chief, and he will issue the, the machine gun license for another fee and background check and photograph and fingerprint, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, once you jump through all the hoops, you can get it. Um, some towns have said outright that they will not issue the permit. Um, in a post-Bruin world, I find that hard to believe. I think they'll have a hard time uh, getting that upheld in court, but... Uh, I would just recommend trying, um, but first get that Type 3 FFL, which is a ridiculous requirement in my opinion, but uh, that's what you got to do currently. All right. Thank you, Harry. Uh, good luck with that. Toby, can you tell people where they can follow you and where they can um, listen to you, especially if they're keeping up with this battle that you are fighting against uh, some more of the left-wing radicals in this state regarding gun control? Yeah, that'd be great. Grace, if everyone wants to come on over to Cape Gunworks sometime, I'd be happy to show you around. You can check out our state-of-the-art facilities, see all the stuff we have in the showroom, and uh, check out our range or sign up for a class or take that cheap bastard deal class that you're going to get on Howie's website and save some money for the holiday season. You can also go to capegunworks.com, shop online, and you can also go to rapidfireradio.us. Um, that's where we do our weekly podcast or radio show on all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. But most importantly is we are being censored big time right now by all the big tech giants out there. So if you give us a like and subscribe to our social media uh, content, it's at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. But the at Cape Gunworks feed that we did last week got taken down. The rapid fire stream got taken down in the middle of the show. Uh, just talking about freedom and guns, Grace, and next thing you know, we're off the air. So <laughs> funny how, how that happens. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, but we're we're on all the other ones too, Rumble and Twitter and all that. So you can get some freedom loving content uh, if you go follow us at at Cape Gunworks. Uh, so I appreciate you having us on every week, and uh, we'll keep kicking the ball up the hill each and every week in the state of Massachusetts. Thank you, Toby. And I know my listeners appreciate all the work that you're doing. I'm sure you want to pull your hair out sometimes, but um, it does not go unnoticed with my listeners and um, with people in Massachusetts. So we appreciate it. When we come back, we're going to talk to Howie Carr. So Joe Biden, I don't I don't understand this. And sometimes when I have Howie on, I like to ask him questions about how Joe Biden is managing to do things because because in one sense, 
the border's overrun and he keeps telling us, I can't do anything. You know, this has to go through Congress. We have a broken immigration system. I can't do anything. And then on the other hand, the Supreme Court has told Joe Biden time and time again, you can't just forgive people student loans. But he manages to do that. He manages to cancel all the student loan debt with I don't know if it's with the with the, you know, swipe of a pen or whatever. But how come there's certain things that he can do? with an executive order and there's certain things that he can't muster up the the energy or the will to even try to do we'll talk to howie about that and this email that he sent out to people jared who are getting their student loans forgiven i'm gonna read it to howie i'm gonna try to get through it i have a feeling he's gonna lose his mind it's pretty hysterical we'll talk about that i think right now he's in desperado mode he's in like what i call water slide mode you know the kid who's running for class president and they're going if you guys vote for me for class president candy every day for lunch we will get a water slide in the cafeteria and every we'll have every friday off and you're like you know what i'm gonna vote for that kid that kid speaking my language that's the mode that joe biden's in he's like listen i'm old i can't even get the christmas tree standing up everything's going wrong the biden boom is just it's not taking off the way i thought it would let's start canceling student loan debt and that's exactly what he's trying to do he's trying to buy people's votes He's trying to buy his way out of this. We'll talk to Howie about it. Now, I have something I want you guys to buy. And this is, unlike Joe Biden, this is not a joke. This is very, very important that you listen to me right now because this is the best deal you're going to get. It's the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier 3-pack. Not one, not two, but three. And... You might say to yourself, well, well, I don't need a three-pack. What do I need three for? You actually do. There's so many uses for this product. And what I tried yesterday, Jared, I had never tried this before. Because everyone knows I usually use the thunderstorm to clear out the smell in my kitchen. Um, You know, because you love making a chicken or meatballs. It smells good in the beginning. And then after five minutes, you're like, all right, I'm ready to move on from this. And so that's how I typically use the thunderstorm. But yesterday I decided to change it up. And I thought, I'm going to use the USB cord and I'm going to put it in my car. And it was amazing how much it cleared out the air. Because do you ever notice, Jared, if you have something in your car, like a bag of fast food or something, and even if you throw away the bag, if you come into your car later, it's because it's such a small area, the smell sticks around. But with the thunderstorm, you crank it up on your ride home. By the time you get home, the smell's totally gone. It's like yeah, a brand new car. It is, and, and that's because the thunderstorm actually purifies the air. It doesn't make things smell flowery or cover anything up, and you don't get that sticky air feeling. You get that ionized air, which creates a super oxygen. That's what gets rid of those odors the same way you can get rid of allergens and pollutants that are in the air. Yes, and right now, if you get the Thunderstorm 3-pack uh, and you don't use all three, you can always give one as a gift. It's great to have some extra gifts right now. And this is a really good gift idea because everybody loves clean air. You know, this isn't one of those things where, oh, does she like that color for a sweater? Or, you know, does he already have that blender? This is everybody needs this, and there's so many different uses for it. So order your Thunderstorm 3-pack now at EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE because I want you to get the free shipping. This time of year, shipping prices go through the roof. Everyone's trying to get their gifts before Christmas. We want you to get free shipping, so you need to use code GRACE. That's EdenPureDeals.com, code GRACE. We will be right back with the captain. Don't go anywhere. This is the Grace Curley Show. You're listening to the Grace Curley Show.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Sometimes I'll read something and I'll think, this is going to make Howie Carr lose his mind. And when I saw the email that Joe Biden just sent out to 813,000 people who are having their student loan debt canceled, that that's code for you're paying for it. I thought this falls under the category of let's see if Howie can handle this. So, Howie, uh, thank you for joining us for the car crossover. I'm just going to read you one sentence, OK, from this email. This is from Joe Biden to all of the people who are getting degrees and, you know, I hate Jews at all these universities. He says, Congratulations. Your student loan has been forgiven because of actions my administration took to make sure you received the relief you earned and deserve. Your reaction, sir. (laughs) Well, as always, you know, whatever they say, it's the opposite of what it is. So the relief you didn't deserve and you didn't (laughs) earn. And, you know, for, forget those 800,000 letters. How about letters going out to the other 330 million or so Americans who are paying for it? How about, how about, they, t- how about they send us a letter and say, by the way, <laughs> you're pay- you went to work this morning, unlike the people with goatees that are smoking weed on their, uh, on their couch in the basement of their mom's house who majored in queer studies at the local community college. They're getting their student loans forgiven, and you're picking up the tab. How do you like them, Apple suckers? Signed, Dementia Joe Biden. You think we should be getting receipts, some sort of proof of purchase? (laughs) Hey, we know that you didn't add this to your cart, but this is what you just paid for. That's an idea. Hey, Howie, one other thing I want to throw at you. So you know how the other day you were going through, uh, it was when Joe Manchin, right? When Joe Manchin said, I'm not going to run for re-election. And then people were floating this idea that he might be getting urged to run. And you were saying there's certain phrases that the media loves to go with. And we talk about this a lot. I've been noticing one that pops up almost every day. This is a phrase the media uses, descends into chaos. So whether they're talking about the anti-Israel protesters at the Oakland City Council meeting, or if they're talking about the Chicago mayor trying to calm people down as he talks about bringing in illegal aliens to the city, descends into chaos is something that seems to be happening a lot under Joe Biden. Well, I would say any time a politician uses the phrase raggedy, to describe a situation that is a descent into chaos, and that's what Brandon Johnson did today. Did you hear that? No, it, explain. He said, it, he said it was. He said that he said that, you know I'm tired of these Republicans. They've caused all the problems. They refuse to accept uh, who won the Civil War. I I could have sworn there was the Republicans that defeated the Democrats in the Civil War. I mean that's the way that's what it boiled down to, right? Who started the Civil War? I believe it was not Abe Lincoln and uh, you know the uh, the the people that were uh, you know organizing the party in Wisconsin at Racine, Wisconsin. I think it was in 1856. It was. Uh, the Democrats. And so he said they, they refused to accept what happened in the Civil War. And, and this whole situation is raggedy. Raggedy? I mean, if, if you said that in a high school debate, they would, they, would, they, they would give you a big minus on your score, wouldn't they? Yeah. And Howie, this is just on a totally separate note here. You just mentioned Abe Lincoln. And just for people who are about to tune into your program, 
are they going to hear from the president? Because he mentioned Abe Lincoln in one of his truth socials. And it was. You a- know, I just checked. I just checked my uh, my my voicemails. Uh, Grayson. Yeah. yeah. He left me a message. He, he did. Left- yes. Yes. Uh. He's very happy to be endorsed by. He wanted Patrice Cullors. Uh, you know, but she, but you know, she can't be. She's a billionaire. She can't be bothered with this. So he got one of the uh, the the lesser lights, one of the street soldiers of BLM to endorse him, and he's he's pretty happy about it. It's 